Hello there, dear listener. If you are joining us from the UK, I wanted to let you know that the subject of this mini bonus episode, Stump the Guesser, is available on Mubi. As you may recall, if you've been with us for a little while, we have a referral link for a 30-day free trial of Mubi's film streaming service, and you can give that a try if you haven't already by going to mubi.com slash roosterfiles. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash roosterfiles. So I know Stump the Guesser isn't available in the US, and I'm not quite sure about other countries, so... If you're based somewhere besides the US or the the UK, I'd recommend having a look at Letterboxd to see what it says. But yeah, visit the link, see what movie has to offer in your country, and yeah, maybe give it a go. As obviously that would help out the podcast quite a bit. So, thanks very much, and on with this bonus episode. Hi, my name's Ali, and this is Roos Files Unite, the podcast where we discuss Russian films and films with a Russian connection. On this very special mini-episode, I am joined by a guest, as we are always joined by a guest, but this is a very familiar voice if you've been following the podcast for a while. (laughs) Sorry, that was the most rambling intro ever, but yeah. It's fine. And that's him. It's Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hello, sorry, I was so, I was forgot I was being recorded for a moment. <laughs> the whole, the whole, this is the whole thing. It's recording, <laughs> that's what happens on a podcast. Oh my goodness. But yes, this is a mini-sode, or indeed a Lynn-isode. I see what we did there. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't think I do either. But apparently the brain-mouth filter is experiencing right. difficulties right now. So, Lynn... What are we here to discuss, albeit extremely briefly, this time around? We're here to discuss, is it Canadian? It is Canadian. Canadian 2019 slash 2020 film Stump the Guesser. Yes! And why the heck are we doing that? Because, apparently, it's heavily influenced by early Soviet films. It is, yes. Yeah, 1920s silence. So... Yeah, I think rather than doing our whole usual payekali business, I think we should just launch in and discuss what did we think of this weird little film? Because it's only 20 minutes. In fact, it's kind of like 17 minutes, 16, 17 minutes plus credits. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> it felt longer. that thought? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were talking about this just before we, we started mm. the recording proper. And yeah, it feels like a huge amount of plot is compressed into a tiny space. Yes. Um, yeah, it kind of felt longer in both the good and the bad way. Uh, but it was definitely interesting, mm. definitely extremely stylized. Oh my goodness, it's so stylish and indeed stylized. It's just like, visually, it is a feast. I mean, <laughs> we should probably add a content warning here. Like, there's some strobing effects, 
So yes. if you have like any sensitivity to that, this is probably not the film for you. But if that's not a problem for you, then it's well worth having a look at this because, yeah, visually, it's maybe sumptuous is the wrong word because it's <laughs> like the aesthetic is. As yeah, you say, gritty is, is stylized at the same time. There's lots of very weathered faces <laughs> and beards. Yes. Um, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen a ton of 1920s Soviet silent films. We've only covered one on the, on on the podcast, which was Ailita. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.K.A. Ailita, Queen Queen of Mars, which is a sci- very odd sci-fi film. Um, but yeah, this is more down-to-earth and yet very, very weird. Uh, how about you? Have you seen any? No, no, not really at all. Okay. Um, you'll be shocked to hear. Shocked. Shocked. Positively. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I only really know them by, I don't know, reputation is the wrong word, but that kind of feel of like, oh yeah, sort of weird... Silent films, well, weird silent films in general, like weird Soviet, particularly. Um, yeah, sort of cultural osmosis. Like, I, yeah, I'm sure if you're very well versed, there's probably lots of in jokes, mm-hmm. but I think as long as you have an idea of the aesthetic that it's kind of like lovingly mocking, you should get on fine with this. Mm-hmm. The lighting and the angles are very cool. Yes. We should talk about the plot. We can try. <laughs> <laughs> I only kind of remember that there's a guy that guesses stuff at like a big fair. The titular like a, guesser, yep. Yeah, the big like, it's like a big sort of massive fair. Like this is the only entertainment in Moscow, wherever it's at. St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg? I don't know, maybe saying neither and it's just meant to have that generic Soviet feel. Yeah, it's some kind of like, I guess, collectivized kind of <laughs> squalid, oppressive totalitarian state that at the yeah. same time is infused with this kind of like weird optimism. Mm-hmm. So this kind of guesses stuff with like 100% accuracy. People's shoe sizes and ages and whatever, what they do for a living, Basically all that kind of thing. Everything, anything, Basically anything, exactly. The um, they so this come can... up, he guesses it. <laughs> So this continues for quite a while, and then oh, I'm going to get the order of things the wrong way around. But then, does he meet his sister, or is he out of guessing milk first? I think I can't he's remember. out. Of, I think he might be out of guessing milk first. So that, it turns out that there's this stuff that he's drinking, this guessing milk, which I guess makes him a perfect guesser. And the other guesser has drunk it all, or something like the night shift guesser. Yes, we discover that there's basically like revolving guesses because there must always be guessing happening. Yeah, <laughs> at the fun fair, <laughs> at the collective fun fair. Exactly. So, yes, we discover that the other guy has, has drunk all the milk, and um, so he can't guess accurately. And then somebody comes up to him and turns out that she's beautiful. I've given away the, the plot twist anyway. And that he falls in love with her, but it turns out eventually that he's she's his sister, but he didn't know that because he couldn't guess because he was out of guessing milk. So then he <laughs> sets out to disprove the theory of hereditary... Heredity? Yes. Yes, so that he can marry his sister because then it's fine. If, yes. like, genetics isn't a real thing. Yes, yeah. Because of a random chance meeting with an academic... Yeah. <laughs> who just so happens to be working 
on a theory that would disprove yeah biology and therefore incest exactly uh so yeah sure he does it does he marry his sister in the end i can't remember does he succeed in disproving heredity Mm, i think he succeeds in disproving heredity but he doesn't manage to get to marry his sister in the end okay right but it's very bizarre very nonsensical very stylish Mm -hmm. very very funny but just in a like totally off the wall kind of like non-sequitur-tastic way it's just it just kind of has to has to be seen to be to be believed really mm-hmm. and it is one of those things where i haven't seen a ton of short films but i think it's a really underrated form because because it's like such a relatively small investment of time you can just do like odd ideas like this and pull it off with a lot of style and not have to carry it for longer than you know than the time would support if that makes any sense it's yeah you can just pack in like a fun or weird idea and then just explore it for a bit and then it's over rather than like oh well you probably had about half an hour's worth of film in this idea and yet you've stretched it out to two hours. Oh, well, that's time I'll never get back. <laughs> so, yeah, hooray for short films and hooray for this one in particular. Yes. Yeah, it was it was fun and interesting. I had to look up because we watched it on Mubi. Okay. Um, and there was another film on Mubi that I saw relatively recently, which is also Canadian, um, The 20th Century, which is like a weird retelling of like a Canadian... Prime Minister? Do they have Prime Ministers in Canada? They do, um, yes. Thank you, yes. Not Presidents, whatever. No. Well, they'd have to become a Republic first, which they, you know, they should obviously do. But... Um, which was a similar kind of style, I guess, mm. or similarly stylistic. Um, but yeah, it turns out it wasn't the same, the same person. But um, yeah, another kind of interesting... sort of weird, very stylized. But, but yeah, I forgot about the academic that he meets to disprove things but I like films where people run into weird academics <laughs> but maybe that's just because I love Videodrome another film where there's a weird academic on it I've never seen that one I have I think we've discussed on previous episodes pro- either of <laughs> and then all the time since then you've not gone around to watching Videodrome I know I know it's it's it's, it's an why, upsetting film why yeah I that's kind of <laughs> Cronenberg's bag, though, isn't it? Like, if I haven't, yeah. sl- if I haven't at least mildly disturbed you, I haven't done my job. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, these mild-mannered Canadians. Who knew such dark Quite. horses? Quite right. So, I think that is all I wanted to say about this very odd little film. Other than it has inspired me to want to actually check out more actual soviet 1920s film so i will maybe go away and do that yeah how and about, short how films about you? as well yeah short films partic- as well i mean obviously the soviet stuff but yeah i think particularly i've I've often like ignored them when i've seen them and like weirdly when you're like oh it's 25 minutes i don't want to waste my time on that when i could watch a two-hour film it doesn't really make any sense <laughs> right. um, but yeah after watching this i was like oh actually yeah i can see i can see the value in them i should try them out 
Mm. Do you have any any recommendations? Sorry, putting you on the spot. Short and short films? No, yes. not really. Oh well, I have not very watched very few. Carry on. I have some. So one is called I think it's called the Gunfighter. It's from getting on for ten years ago now, and it's as the title suggests, it's western themed. It's basically set in a bar and it's narrated by Nick Offerman of one of oh, your favorite okay. shows ever. So yeah, I've piqued your interest already there. Yeah. And basically it's like the narrator is interacting with the people on screen in a sort of very sort of meta surreal breaking the normal conventions way Mm -hmm. and it is hugely funny i do not want to give away the twist i just yeah you want to go check it out i think it's on youtube i think that's where i watched it so go check that one out going way 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 back there's one from the 40s called meshes of afternoon um it's it was directed by maya darren i think that's how you're pronouncing Mm -hmm. it her name and it's this kind of like surreal kind of like dark film it's it's so hard to describe just just look it up it's it has kind of like weird shadowy figures kind of uh roaming around like a sort of deserted i guess it's like la kind of mansion and it's just kind of got this creepy like sort of horror vibe but like nothing graphic happens it's just sort of unsettling mm-hmm. um and apparently it's super influential as well so yeah one to check out um i would also like to plug this is very quirky um so way back in season 1 or maybe it was early season 2 of of this show we had the guest on, speak, speaking of Cronenberg, um, Lydia, to discuss Cronenberg's Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah. Well, she wrote and starred in a short film called Clarence, which is about a uh, a young couple who are sort of uh, drifting apart due to just very different work schedules and kind of the pressure of mm-hmm. uh, busy busy lives and uh yeah and maybe an affair happens yeah. um so and maybe clarence is is the uh is the third wheel in in that affair so that is very quirky and fun so i would check that out um another one i have uh i think this should probably be the last one is called paris brixton uh sort of like okay uh uh, riffing on Paris, Texas. And I think it's from like the late 90s. I think it's about 15 minutes, but it's sort of like stylistically seems like a nod towards like French New Wave films. And it's just about this young woman who's like in love with the cinema of, of that time. Um, and, and it's just sort of like in this daydream world. It's a while since I've watched it, but it is just very funny and and charming i think it's on the for uk listeners it's one of the free films on the bfi player oh, so cool. yeah so check that out so yeah that's some short films to be to be watching um, oh once you've done with stump the guesser 
have I plugged my favourite public information film on the BFI player, which is also free on this podcast before? No, but I suspect you're about to. If you'll let me, if you'll let me insist that that everyone goes and watches Fire Watch Dog. Yes, that sounds like something that people should watch. (laughs) It's free. It's in the public information section of BFI Player. And I want to say it's just post-war. I'm not wrong. It might be be during World War II. It's it's sometime in the 40s, I think. Does Uh, everyone speak like this, Lynn? Hello? Yes, everyone speaks like that. Well, everyone speaks like that, but you only see people's legs. You only see a dog and people's legs. And uh, the dog is there to kind of remind you not to set things on fire. <laughs> it's it's an important um, Through the medium of must... eating a cigarette. Good. Anyway, <laughs> the dog's there to protect everyone from setting pubs on fire, and okay. we should all be grateful. Wonderful. Thank you, dog, for putting your life on the line <laughs> to stop us from, like, self-immolating. That is... Exactly. It's Thank a very good service. dog. Yes. Very good boy. Yeah, quite. Right, so on on that note, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Lynn, for coming You're on welcome. for this special mini-sode. And yeah, das Vidanya, folks. Das Vidanya.